Hello and welcome to OU's Nach Yomi. You can find this year posted at ouradio.org/nach or on my website, ericlevy.com, under the recording section. Hi, this is Rabbi Eric Levy, and I am pleased to bring to you Chapter 17, Parakid Zion of the Book of Eov. In the previous chapter, Eov demanded a writ of habeas corpus in two suits, one a suit against God himself, and another against his companions, that is, Eov's companions. <clears throat> and the need for haste that he was arguing, the reason why there was a need for habeas corpus, was that man in, by nature is fleeting. So Eov will now continue with this argument at the beginning of this chapter, and saying that he in particular has no time left, and therefore habeas corpus is essential. One should note, by the way, that the separation between chapters 16 and 17 is very poorly placed. There should really not be a chapter division between them. Um, really, the two chapters are best understood structurally as a single chapter. Remember, of course, that the divisions of Tanakh into chapters, while it's often very well placed and very often helpful, uh, almost always helpful, uh, it was not put in by the author of the book. In fact, it wasn't put until the 1200s, and sometimes uh, it's off. Ruchi chubala yamai nizahu kivarim li. My spirit is ruined. My days are extinguished. I am to the graves, which means I am ready to die. Now, having argued the need for habeas corpus, Eov now returns to the accusation against his companions and asks that God recognize what it is that his companions are doing to him and therefore begging or, or demanding, really, based on that recognition that God should come in and step in and defend Eov. Imlo hatulim imadi uvhamrotam talan eni. Is it not true that scorners are with me and my eyes sleep with their bitter words? Perhaps he means that their words they continue on and on in such a wearying factor and such a bitter such bitterness in what that they're in what they're saying that he simply closes his eyes because he can't stand to listen to it. Also, the word Bahamrotam may I translated it as bitter from the word marar, but it could have some other senses. But but overall, the verse is really what he's trying to say is clear, which is I can't stand them and I can't stand the words that are coming out of their mouths. Simana orveni imach. Place now, simana, place now. And what he means is place your hand down now, and we'll see by the end of the verse exactly what that means. Orveni imach, be my pledge. And it's important to, to understand the word arev means somebody who backs you up in court, somebody who acts as your guarantor. Um, finally, because who will clap into my hand? In biblical times, which we know from this book as well as from Mishlei, the person who would pledge a support of a defendant would apparently come into court and clap his hand down as a sign that he was acting as the defendant's guarantor. So Eov asks God to be his guarantor. And that's what he means at the beginning of the verse when he said, place now, which means give me a sign that you pledge to my defense since me who nobody else will. And this is a very clever move by Eo. Why? Because he really has two court cases, two complaints. One is against God himself and the other one is against his companions, both of which he referenced and stated and explored in the last chapter, in chapter 16. 
So if Eov can get God on his side, if he can get God to back him up in his suit against the companions, then maybe he's thinking that will alleviate the need for a dispute against God. Get God on your side and then all your problems may go away. And now, obviously, that he's begging God to come and, and, and act as his guarantor, he really has to push the argument, which is that his friends have failed him and that they deserve censure. Indeed, you have hidden the wisdom from their minds. I'm translating, of course, Libam as uh, minds and not heart, because back then, Lev was considered to be the center of intelligence. For this reason, do not tiromeim, do not elevate them. Each one will lie to his companions, and as a result, the eyes of his sons darken. Now, either this means that the children of each of them, because of their lies, should be blinded, um, or I think they not only blind the target of their lies, but they blind the target's children as well. It's a very difficult verse, but he's clearly accusing his friends of dishonesty. And then we should probably wonder which specific dishonesty or what words Eov felt uh, uh, were dishonest because they've really done a lot of talking since the beginning of the book. Um, it's hard to say for sure. Perhaps he's saying that they lied because they're accused, accusing Eov of lying and not telling the truth that he that he didn't commit any sins. Um, and perhaps the lie is that their assertion that in the end the righteous always prosper and the wicked always suffer when that is patently not the way it seems the world works. But one way or the other, he calls them liars, intentional liars, that wind up not only blinding their target, but blinding their target's children as well. He, meaning each one of these visitors, has made me a parable to the nation, which means I've been turned into a case study for what happens if you become a sinner. And I am like a target for spitting. I'm like a target. People walk by, they spit in my face. Uh, There are other possible translations for the word Tofet, but I'm translating it based on tof, which means to spit, and it means that in modern Arabic as well. Um, but it may actually have something to do with Tofet, which is the place outside of Jerusalem where children were passed through fire in a terrible uh, idol worship to a god by the name of Molach, uh, to a false god, of course, by the name of Molach. But in any event, Eov is accusing his companions of causing him undeserved and public humiliation. Sorrow, because kas can mean sorrow or anger, but here clearly sorrow fits better in context. Sorrow has darkened my eyes and all my body parts, vitsurai, the things that make me up. My body parts are like shadows. Yashomu yisharim alzot, v'naki alchaneif yitorar. The just are made desolate over this, or by this, which means because of the slander and the lies that they speak, a just person becomes made to be seemed unjust or shamed. Now, Eov is, of course, referring to himself. He is the Yashar, and he should call himself a Yashar because he thinks he is, and not only that, but God referred to him as a Yashar, in chapters 1 and chapters 2. But getting back to the verse, and the innocent are agitated because of the ruthlessness. Yitarar means to wake up, to agitate, to shake up. Uh, but the sense here is obviously negative. Sadik Darko Utohar Yadayim Yosif 
Ometz. But a righteous person, and again, he, I think he's referring to himself, holds strong to his way. And an innocent person, literally one with pure hands, increases in strength. And I think what Eov is saying here is that in spite of the shame, in spite of the fact that people are walking by and I'm a, I'm a case study of, of how not to act and people spit at me in shame of what I've done, nonetheless, I know that what I'm doing is right. And therefore, a person who's truly righteous, such as myself, will hold fast to what he believes in. And now, after all these serious accusations against the enemies, he turns to them and says as follows, However, return all of you and enter now, My means come back in, but I won't find a wise man amongst you. So it looks like his friends, if we were picturing this as a, as a stage play, it looks like his friends, after his vociferous attack on them, it looks like his friends have started to leave him again, which is the same as we saw in the end of chapter 6 where he had to call them back. But what's interesting is, while he manages to call them back, he insults them at the same time. He says, I'm not going to find a single, a wise person amongst you, which means he's asking them to return, but he's saying, don't expect too much, because I'm not going to think you were, you were as non-knowledgeable and, and unwise as you were before. And as I said in chapter 6, as much as Eov can't stand these people, he needs an audience to hear his suffering, to witness his suffering, and to hear his complaints. So, from here the end, until the end of the chapter, now that he has called back his audience, he will discuss and complain about his horrible woes. Yamai avru zimotai nitaku morashei livavi. My days have passed. My plans are broken. The word zimotai, zama, means to plan or to plot. Now, because of that, according to Amos Chacham, who's really one of the most terrific modern Israeli uh, commentators and translators, uh, since the word zima means plot, another word for plot in Hebrew is a kesher. Likshor uh, al-mishu means to sort of tie together a knot, which is to to plot out something. Uh, and kesher, of course, is a knot. So Eov may be saying that the knots that have kept me together have become detached. And of course, this is the kind of thing that we've seen in the book of Eov, where the author uses a certain word like zimotai, and it indicates two things at once. One, literally, it means the knots that hold somebody together. He's coming apart at the seams. And um, and uh, the second one is that all of my planning and all of my hard work and efforts, it's all coming apart. I, I prefer the the first definition. It's probably the literal definition, which is the knots of my body are coming apart because it fits in very nicely with the last part of this verse, a very difficult morashe livavi. Now, most medieval commentators understood the word morashe from the word yarash, to inherit. Uh, so they translated the inheritors of my heart, but it's, it's very difficult to translate that way. It doesn't really fit in quite as tightly as it should. So in Syriac, which is very close to ancient Aramaic, the word for rope is marsa, as opposed to morashe, which we have now, very close. So it could be the last line of this, of this poetic line. The last part means my heart strings or the cables of my heart the ropes of my heart. And this is actually interesting enough, it's exactly how Arav, or more or less it's how Rav Sajigon translated this line, which he says that my heartstrings are coming apart. Uh, and Rav Sajigon lived uh, 250 years before the medieval times. He lived in uh, 850. And when I say medieval times, I think like Arashi and Ramban, about the year 1000 to the year uh, 1250. So Eov says that he's coming apart at the seams, as I said, and he says it step by step. My days are coming apart, my limbs are coming apart, and finally my heart is coming apart. Laila Leom Yasimu. 
or karov mipenei choshech. His suffering, and at once he says his suffering is part of the nonsense that his uh, companions have been feeding him. They, meaning his treacherous companions, make night into day and say, if it's, say, it's getting light soon, or karov, it's soon going to be light. In the face, mipenei choshech. In a modern uh, uh, idiom, we might say that people came to him and said you could see light at the end of the tunnel, even though there is no not light at the end of the tunnel and all you have is darkness. Ima kaveh, if I have to hope or if I have to wait, which is what his friends said they, he should do because they're trying to sell him darkness in the form of light. Ima kaveh she'ol it is really the grave or the underworld which is my home, which means I have nothing to hope for because in the end I'm going down to the grave. That's going to be my home. I carpeted Bachoshech ripadati yitzuai. I carpeted my bed with the darkness. Note the shifting between past tense and future tense. Akave, if I will hope, as opposed to ripadati, which is past tense. And by in the same sentence using past tense and, and future tense, it creates sort of an eternal sense, which means this is how it's been, and 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 this is as far as I'm concerned, this is how it will always be. La shacha karati aviata. I called to ruin, that is the decomposition of the human body after death, you are my father, and to decay I call, you are my mother and you are my sister. Sister here probably means, as it does in the Song of Songs, my, my love, my, my lover. So what we have here essentially is a cruel reversal of the normal life cycle. Rather than man and woman and wife joining together to create life, they cause its decomposition instead. So he goes back to his friends who tried to sell him hope when there was no hope. So where, therefore, is my hope? My hope, who can even see it? Which means I can't see it and nobody else can either. Badei, finally, Badei Sheol Teiradna Imiachad Alafar Nachat. To the bars of the underworld, she will descend. Teiradna, she probably meaning the lost hope, because tikva, hope is a feminine noun from the previous verse, which means all of my hope will go down to Sheol, will go down to the underworld, will go down to the grave. All together, im yachad, and perhaps I think what he means here, it's difficult, but I think what he means is, and the rest of me will go along with the hope, al afar nachad goes down to the dust. So, let's review the structure of this chapter. In verse 1, uh, essentially it was a continuation of the previous chapter's demand for a habeas corpus and a court case against God and his poor comrades, his poor companions. In verse 2 through 9, he requested that God take his side in the suit against his companions, where inside of that, in verse 4 to 8, he explained why they are punishment worthy, and in verse 9, he asserted that he's not going to fall to their treachery, but he's going to stand tall and strong in this court case. Apparently, these words made his friends get up and leave, so in verse 10, he requested that they return, even though he said he won't think them any wiser just because they return, but of course, he needs an audience to complain to, and then through the end of the chapter, Eov essentially does just that. He complains and complains until he says that all hope is lost and the hope that they were trying to sell him is lost and he will follow his lost hope down into the grave.